Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of New Tunes Who Dis. This is an episode that myself and Zach recorded, I think, about two weeks ago. But we're basically going to be recovering, recovering. We're going to be covering all the albums that we missed from when we did the last episode to this episode. But also at the end of the episode, we're going to go through um, Culture Magazine's top 22 songs of the 21st century for a bit as well. So something new for a change. But anyway, here's the episode. I hope you enjoy. Yo, Barra. What are we talking about this week? New tune who did? What's good? Yeah, new tune who did? Let me tell you about the tunes we be fucking with. Pharisee and it popping with the heavy shit. You got Zach's T musical analysis. We gush up at the albums and we don't stop. Bubba Charlie XCX sound, I kinda pop. I love it when I hear the sound of the needle drop. Scratch your records and we skipping any small talk. Shit's wild, yo. But not really. It's just two nerds being nerds. Bitch! The same settings as the last time, anyway. But anyway, so another episode of, uh, what's it called? New Tunes Who Dis? Yeah. <laughs> we haven't done one in, what, two months because of just, we haven't got, but we're going to go through March and April today, and there's a lot to go through, isn't there? It's almost too much. What? It's almost too much. There's always, always too much. Who's going first this time around? Uh, I just want to lash through some some things that, that I'm not going to talk about in full, but just really good things. Oh, will we do the, rec- will we do the, the... Yeah, really quickly. Really quickly, to talk okay. about them. Uh, first off, the new Pillow Queens album, fucking class. I have it on mine as well. It is stunning. Um, amazing songwriters, amazing performers. Uh, then fucking, oh, there's actually too many things. <laughs> you go, you pick something out. Uh, well, I had Pillow Queens as well. Um, the other one that I had was, oh, it actually only came out uh, the other day, was... Um, Kieran McFadden's uh, record Toucan Toucan Kieran uh, you remember he, he was in college with Galve oh yeah but yeah, uh, yeah. he released an album uh, what's it called yeah two, yeah Toucan as in like the number two can then Toucan and it's called Plugged In and Online it's just like a rock kind of electronic album I just listened to it just out of curiosity and it's cla- like it's genuinely fucking class oh. didn't even know he made music no so know. it's really good I would advise you. I think you'd really like it yeah, it's a very very good album I really 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 enjoyed it gotta check um, that out yeah, give it a go. Get those two Irish recommendations in at the beginning. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. I was enjoying the Father John Misty album, but then I'm not sure how I feel about it so much, but it's definitely worth a little listen. It's gorgeously recorded. Um, sounds pure like it's from the 1920s and 30s. Yeah, I have to give that a listen as well now. Uh, then I'll go next, which was, uh, you know the band Health? The yeah. noise band. So they do these like collaborative albums where they get basically, it's like a mixtape and every single song is with a different band. They have a new one out called Disco 4 Part 2. Lamb of God's on it. And oh, so, wow. is, so is Poppy. I think Nine Inch Nails have a song on it as well. It's really, really good. But I just didn't have enough time to listen to it to be able to talk about it for 20 minutes. So, Fair. Um, but it's very, very, I would highly recommend that one. Your turn. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Mitski album did that come out or that was earlier in the year I think but I really like way earlier yeah I like that um, <laughs> it's good it's nice it's Mitski <laughs> it's her doing her pop thing it's 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 her going full pop uh, oh god I, I, I'm surprised you haven't mentioned the Denzel Curry album Melt My Eyes oh I wonder why that is <laughs> I wonder oh 
Oh, let's All right, get okay. into it. Let's get into it. Yeah, we'll, just, we'll go with that one. Okay. Yeah, yeah, my 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 first pick for album that I've been just <laughs> nonstop listening to is Denzel Curry's "Belt My Sick. See My Future." It's amazing. Denzel it's so Curry, good. where is he from? Uh, America, it's Florida, Sunshine Florida. State. Yeah, that's Sunshine it. Yeah, State. yeah. Uh, I should know because he's got that song with his like Sunshine area State. code and, and stuff. <laughs> Uh, Denzel Curry, rapper, he's kind of this guy who he sort of toes the line between like your your modern rap and your kind of like emo rap, but not quite. And he's also got like another his other foot in like every kind of hip hop and rap, like all of it. You know what I mean? You've got like kind of Snoop Dogg. You've got like DMX. You've got like, I mean, even like parts kind of Kendrick, I think, on this album is what I'm kind of getting from it. Cause I, it seems... I found it very 90s and noughties. Was yeah, the main... it's Tribe Called Quest particular... as well. Yeah, particularly with the was... beats and stuff. It was very, it was a very kind of um, ref... like a reflective Denzel Curry. Like he yeah, was very yeah. in, intro, introspective and stuff. It wasn't kind of as like, you know, like as aggressive, but it was still aggressive at the yeah, same time. Yeah. I loved it. I thought it was a brilliant I, album. I really, I, every time I stick it on, the, the track list just flows so well into each other. The first song... Um, Melt Session 1 or whatever it's called is amazing. Oh, the opener. The opener opener's incredible, is yeah. one of the best songs of the year, I think. Um, and as well, Walking, the first single, is so good. And I love how those two songs flow into each other. The use of the like lovely background vocals that are like kind of the beat in a way. And um, yeah, lyrically, he's just like... It's kind of like this weird album where it's kind of like a Western in a way because he's like very much his worldview is very like cynical in it and very like end of the world times. And like that he's out there kind of fighting the good fight, if you will. Like, you know, he, there's a song called like John Wayne. That's kind of about like police brutality, but kind of flipping it where it's like, he's like, I'm not afraid of you. Like I carry my gun, like John Wayne, basically, you know, um, which I'm not advocating people have guns and shoot people, but it's, it's the song, the song hits. It comes from a, from a, again, that's kind of the more aggressive side of the album. I think. What about having an AK 47? Yeah, yeah, needing like, to go down the road to have an AK yeah, with an yeah, AK forty seven. Exactly. Yeah. Talking about walking around the hood like I'm John Wayne, uh, nine on my hip, like I don't know, <laughs> I'm, I I'm not him. Um, and <laughs> lyrically, it's so good. I'm just gonna quickly get up the actual track list, and I, was li- I listened to it twice today. <laughs> I've listened to it once today. Yeah, but I was getting here. <laughs> like worst comes to worst as well. Like it's kind of one of those albums where, which is great, is where every song you kind of love in its own special way like i love the song worst coming to worst it's just such a like it's got so much like attitude but like also it's a real groove um the song x-wing is is really fun that's kind of the most like modern trappy one i guess the least like 90s sort of style one but um it's amazing like, and his lyricism is just so fun like he's always been to me a fun rapper where like he's got like you know clever little rhyming couplets or whatever the fuck but um yeah, just on this album, there's so many. It's like oh, I need to, I need to look it up. Have you got anything to say while I look this? Up? Uh, I was just amazed the amount of amazing guest features on it, mm-hmm. and they were actually allowed to shine on it. Like Saul Williams was brilliant on it, but the one that really stood out to me was uh, Slow Thigh. Oh, Slo- yeah, the song yeah. with Slow Thigh is fucking brilliant. Is that Twitchy? Uh, I can't remember. The name. I don't know. See, this is the thing. I don't know the names of it because I just slapped it on. But I was just like, who the fuck is that? I was like, I recognize that voice. But it's like. It's done in this kind of like um, hazy almost mm. kind of. It was it, it was a really cool song. Kind of got that drum and bass thing. Yeah, yeah. Well. It's, it's yeah. very kind of like it's a kind of a perfect amalgamation of Denzel Curry's music and Slothai's music. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm trying to see now. I love as well the way the melt session leads into walking, where he keeps saying like, "I keep walking," like you know, he keeps his head up high. And that first song is kind of him admitting all the, admitting all the sort of like yeah, the the trappings or the what you call it, all the stuff that he's 
guilty of as as a as a as a bloke or you know his his like his his previous views on women and everything and and how like that was what I loved as yeah. well like him literally saying he goes I objectified women and then he's like but he's only twenty six and then all this kind of yeah. guy. and that was another thing that and annoyed he, me he said like, he didn't learn 26. to see it. he didn't learn to see it like through their eyes or something I think was the line um yeah some of the I'm killing off my demons because my soul's worth redeeming uh what's the other one there's one oh there's one that I'm trying to remember we can cut this right. <laughs> for a second while I find it up oh, I should have re- I should have made notes <laughs> story of your life just for anybody who actually has only listened to this episode for the first time <laughs> what happens here is I go over my notes <laughs> like, re- like like I'm trying to recite them and then Zach basically comes in and just goes yeah so I think I'm going to pick this album today he's like you don't know what you're going to pick like in about 20 no. minutes before we record no I never <laughs> know I only decided recently this is one yeah I need some TLC but Bitches treat me like a scrub. I just love like it's just he, he he's he's so able to just put in like or there's one about um Jay something like uh, fuck <laughs> <laughs> um uh, you would save yourself so much hassle <laughs> yeah uh it's it's just he's got too many good lyrics listen just you li- oh yeah feel like Jay chakra thrown through me like a tidal wave love it. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, title the fucking streaming service and Jay Z. But why did he say he feel like Dave? No, he said I feel like Jay. Oh, Jay. Like oh, Jay Z. Like chakra flowing yeah. through me like a tidal wave. I just he, he just, has a run the jewels reference yeah, as well in it because I kill the mic on any LP. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I run the jewels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's 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 just so fun, and I really do feel this one has much more. There's a real theme kind of running through it. Oh um, yeah, definitely. Very world weary, but also kind of hopeful in a lot of ways, and kind of biblical in in some ways as well. It's like a biblical western slash nineties rap album. And then the last song I love, uh, the Ills as well, which is like really kind of tribe called quest jazz rap territory. But I kind of only noticed it today that like, just like the because it's at the end of the track list. Like sometimes my attention wanes, whatever. Yeah, if yeah. I listen to all the words, but like he just keeps putting in all these like words with ill, like you know. <laughs> Sick of life's ills could be short for illegal. That's one of them. But then the chorus is like, uh, I'm seeing illusions in the pocket of my brain. I'll use it, then find a way to illustrate my pain. Like, I I, I don't know. I love it because it's called the ills. And it's like he just puts all these ill words in. I didn't even realize till today. But yeah, super fun rapper, super fun album. It's just joy to listen to start to finish. Do you have any particular songs that we should give a sample of? Oh, I think, I think Melt Session, the opening song, definitely. Um, oh, will I stick it on? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, like that that first song, it's Robert Glasper, who's like a kind of modern sort of jazz, kind of neo-soul sort of producer, musician, um, keyboardist kind of, I think. Um, And yeah, it's just amazing. Like that live drum groove. It it is live, is it? I'm assuming that first song has to be. Yeah, that's what I was thinking And it's Again, Robert Glasper, like that's his bread and butter. He's like this kind of music. 
but it's just such a per it's perfect for Denzel Curry. It's <laughs> so good. But I just as I was saying to you there, I was like, I just couldn't get over it because like normally I would consider him quite an aggressive and in your face rapper. But mm. like when I just when I heard the instrumentation start off, I was like, okay, it's starting off kind of kind of like it, it feels like a very um just uh, I don't know what he's like the word important. Do you know like it like he just he's added such a level where he's talking very clearly, very distinctly mm. and kind of just everything flows into each other as well. But then the music perfectly complements it too. Yeah. It was a very kind of mature record, even though he is younger than I am. Yeah. <laughs> just by a little bit. Isn't yeah, he? he's, yeah. He's a year younger than him. He's a year um, younger than me. Maybe we'll give, uh, I do love all of the songs is the problem. There's not a bad song on it. There really I, isn't a bad I song love, on it. I love, um, Pitchfork gave it a 7.1, by the way, the bastards. Egypt. <laughs> Egypt. This is one. They know nothing. They're one of the most pretentious this, this, music reviewing sites I've ever come across. This this album, I keep coming back to it. Like, you know, like the Father John Misty one, I listened to it when it came out. Like, you know, it's nice, whatever. But this one, like every, I'll find it. Nice. I'll find a place every, in every week to like listen to this in full. It's so good. Um, maybe would... we'll give uh, Walking a little, or I suppose Walking was a single. The transition between Walking and Thing, uh, the first song, and Walking is good. Worst comes to worst as well. So which one are we gonna give? Let you over judge me on my flaws. My word is law. Forever sits in the cold. Stay bold and then switch it up when things grow old. All I have in this world is my heart and my soul. Lay my life down for it because they both made a goal. 24 carats, 25 and counting, 24 hours. Days not promised, but for now, never send flowers. So that's uh, Denzel Curry, Melt My Eyes, See Your Future. I mean, it's really like, you can't ask for much more in a, in a good rap album. No, it's it's great. And as it's one of those things as well. One of my favorite things about it is obviously him, but letting the, the guest vocalists shine in mm. it as well. Like their verses. There was two women rapping on it as well. I think one was called 454 or something like that her name yeah, was. Yeah. She was fucking amazing on it. And it's like, now I have to check all these guys out as well. It's No, it's a very, I was delighted when I listened to it I was like yes more Denzel Curry because he is fantastic he is fantastic I remember getting into an argument with somebody that they said the song um, what was it Cloud Cloud Cobain was about committing uh, was it promoting suicide and I was like no it's not Uh, it's the complete fucking opposite of it (laughs) such a good rapper Yeah. don't know why I put that tidbit in but anyway it was very strange do you have any other closing remarks about Denzel Curry or do you have more to say so good That is so good. Pretty much, Pretty yeah. Much, yeah. I, I, I can't wait for the next thing, but also I'm, I'm getting plenty of mileage out of this album. I need to get. Is it is it out on vinyl yet? No, it's coming out later in the year. Hmm. So you call me by my name's out on vinyl now. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah and he mixed that. He changed the, um, the mix. The mix on it because he wasn't happy with the original mix. Apparently, oh, really? so I saw some that was on. Yeah, re- well, you kind of have to change the mastering definitely of records, especially just like. Because, like, digital, you kind of don't yeah. really have any limitations, whereas records, you, you have to, like, 
make sure that the low frequencies are kind of tamed so that yeah, they don't skip. I remember you saying that like what was it and certain hip hop albums just don't sound good on on Yeah, sometimes. Sometimes. So, yeah. But I that's have... more to do with like the quality of the pressing. Sometimes the press like the pressing the record is like an afterthought and it's like they'll just they'll cheap out on it. Yeah. But then some hip hop albums have sound absolutely incredible. Well, like any like the... hip hop started with records, you know, that's Oh where yeah, it like any of the fine from. lotus stuff that I have sounds absolutely yeah, yeah, incredible, yeah. but like I have an atrocity exhibition record uh, from Danny Brown which is an amazing album mm. and it sounds like trash. I can't, really? like I've, I've put it on like three times. I was like, maybe it's my needle, maybe. And it's like, no, it's, no, it's, it's some, just a some, bad. I mean, it could just be a bad copy of it. It probably well. is just a bad copy. Yeah. I'm not rebuying it because yeah. it cost me 40 quid. <laughs> uh, well, so like, I'll go through like the, I have a couple of more recommend. I've only like three more recommendations. The new Let's Eat Grandma album, Two Ribbons. I've only listened to a little bit of it, but their last album was I'm All Ears, which was fantastic. It was my favorite, one of my favorite albums of 2018, I believe it was out. And then, Blutos Nord have a new song out called Tales of the Old Dreamer. Have you ever listened to Blutos Nord? Nine. <laughs> They're one of the first ever extreme metal bands that I listen to. They're very, very good. I know nothing about them. Um, literally know nothing about them, just like their music. And then Undeath have a new album called It's It's uh, It's Time to Rise from the Grave. It's a death metal album about zombies and all that kind of stuff. It's just a bit of fun. But I will go... Oh, and then one last... Wormrot have a new single out. Oh, the lovely chaps Worm of Wormrot. Rot. Wormrot. Do you ever listen to Wormrot? Oh, Wormrot uh, are great. I listen to Worms Rot, but... Uh... <laughs> no, Worm, Wormrot are like a grindcore band, but they had um, they had this great song called Blockhead Fuck Off, which I loved. But uh, they have a new, a new single out called When Talking Fails, It's Time for Violence. Now, I'm hoping that's tongue-in-cheek. But, uh, like It's not inciting violence because we don't want that, but it, it's, it's class. But anyway, I'll go on to my very first album that I picked and it's a really chill album uh, called Myopa by Mismore do you ever hear me talk about Mismore oh um, yeah like Chill Wave Chill Wave yeah Chill Wave yeah. like uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. so Mismore uh, is a one man black metal band this is the this is where all the viewers just go not we're done <laughs> <laughs> skipping for the next 10 minutes but uh, he's one of my favourite musicians ALN is, is, is the name it's a one man band but he made an album in 2019 called Karn which is like, it's depressive black metal. Black metal was depressing enough as it is. It was about like, he lost his faith in God and became suicidal and stuff. So it's all like mental health stuff. But it's an amazing, he's an amazing, amazing musician. But Karn, in my opinion, is one of the best doom black metal albums I've ever heard. And then he did, so he's done a surprise collaboration with a band called Thou, who I've shown you. Do you remember Thou? Yes. You didn't like them. Uh, <laughs> you did. You said they're far too heavy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> didn't say it was bad no you didn't say, say it was bad you said far too heavy but they do mix it up a little bit they have some instrumental albums and some acoustic albums but mainly they're known for Sludge and Doom with uh, Brian Fuke being famous their singer for just the most wretched vocals but they have they had an album called Heathen which I can't remember when Heathen was released but it was easily it's still to this day one of my favourite metal extreme metal albums easily like it is the, the opening song is called Free Will and it's just just it's nine minute banger of a song very like they play very slow metal it's not fast but anyway they did this surprise um collaborative album i've it's only been out like a week and a half i don't even have the lyrics the lyrics haven't been released yet so i don't really have much lyrics to go through i just want to talk about just the sound of it because they're they're a band that you're kind of like thou have done uh collaborate albums with The Body they did one last two years ago was it last year with Emma Ruth Rundle they collaborate quite a bit with people so when they collaborated with when it was announced that they were doing that they had an album with Mismore I was just like that seems fucking amazing but also like 
like what like it's so, like it was so surprising but they you kind of realize when you listen to both of them they do play off each other quite well and that Mismore obviously announced that that were a big inspiration for him as well but the yeah Myopa is the name of the album which I think is a fantastic title it's a common vision no, so Myopa is a common vision condition in which you can see objects near to you clearly but objects far away are blurry so I was like ooh interesting title but um what are they alluding to there I don't know I don't know but uh, it's Quite. what's what's like, and I don't have any lyrics. But one of the lyrics, was, I think, that was listed in the uh, in the Bandcamp thing side of it was, "I'm an insect who dreamt he was a man and loved it, but now the dream is over and the insect is awake." Again, I don't know what that means, <laughs> but it's awesome. <laughs> it's uh, like something worm from, rot. Worm rot. It's a different band. <laughs> oh, worm rot. Worm rot. But what's class about it is, it's like it's so hefty, if that makes sense. Like it's just. Every single kind of like progression of every song, it sounds like Thou, like Mismore is like encouraging Thou to play this one way and then Thou is encouraging Mismore to play a different way. But mm. they're also playing at their strengths at the same time, collectively. Mm. So it's just so it's and every progression of songs like normally when you listen to this, when I listen to this stuff quite a bit, you can hear like, you know, the dum, dum, dum. And then you think it's going to go. You kind of, when you listen to enough of it, when you listen to very gener- gener- generic bands with this kind of stuff, you can tell instantly where it's going to go next. But their progression wise, and each song never really seems to get boring, even though it is very, like it's slow. But it's like cool to see Thou play like black metal style and then Mismore kind of try and play like a more sludgy kind of thing. Like Thou also go into grounds of like grunge and stuff. Mismore does a bit of dr- drone, which is in there. And there's like plenty of black metal stuff in it as well. But it's not like you're listening to it and you go, oh, this is a Mismore song with Thou playing. And then the next song's like, oh, this is a Thou song with Mismore playing. But um, it's just a very, it's a really exciting album. It's really, really good. It's not as depressing as Mismore as well. Like Mismore, you kind of listen to it. It's the most melancholic. Like the guy is able to write songs that make you feel such abandonment and and just like isolate isolation, which I think is why I like it a lot. It's my favorite feelings, really. But it is, but it, but it, in a, in a kind of like a beautiful way. Like I know that's yeah, I'm not yeah. I'm not romanticizing you know mental health and all that kind of caring, but it is kind of you kind of latch onto it and go, I get I get exactly where this is coming from, um, and you don't feel like terribly terrible, although it is like really sad, kind of just just retrospective and melancholic. But on this. It seems kind of it's it's still that level, but not as dark and kind of because it, it's just, yeah, it's, I don't know. It's just much more. I think it's more accessible, if that makes sense. It doesn't make you feel as kind of like the world is crumbling apart, even though thou are famously a very nihilist and <laughs> nihilist lyric, lyrically driven. But again, I don't have the lyrics yet, but I think kind of the best way to put it is it's difficult to put these songs into perspective because they're about 10 minutes long. So I've noted down. Two parts of the song, oh, yeah. two two parts of songs. Like it's an hour, it's seventy three minutes long. So just for a kind of a sampling, I saw people were getting copies of Dover. I think that uh, Dover of Man. So I think that's the song maybe to Drover use. Dover of Man. Do- what? Drover of Drover of Man. Sorry, and it's about four minutes thirty in Zach, and you can hear just how hefty and sludgy these these guitars are.
Yeah, they get the gist. It's it's very um, it's quite it's, cinematic. Yeah, it's very kind of like it, every time I listen to it, I'm just kind of like this reminds me of uh, I don't want to say Dark Souls because I link every black metal album to Dark Souls, but uh, it's a f- it's, I it's, link it's, every OC's <laughs> album to Dark Souls. So. <laughs> but it's just it's just that like I always describe it like when I listen to it, it's like it's just it just has so much heft. It's just that fucking and it's it I love it now to be honest uh, to say the least. But I would love to get the lyric sheet. That's the only problem. I don't know what they're singing about because yeah. as you can probably tell, it's. Um, slightly incomprehensible sometimes <laughs> but it's actually like it's 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 a weird thing to say but uh ALN's vocals kind of blend lovely <laughs> nicely with uh Brian Fuchs vocals which mm. I know is like Brian is the high pitched screaming and then ALN is Mismore he's the low he's the low growl I think they complement each other quite well mm. on the album but it's a very exciting collaboration for any metal fans anyway but um and then I think the last kind of track that I'll show you is just, I think, maybe skip to the last five minutes, Zach, of the title track. Just so that you can kind of just get a gist of just what you're expecting here. part in my notes down is known as the churn is what I've called it I want to play Dark Souls now we, we can play Dark Souls <laughs> we can play Dark Souls we can play Dark Souls I have can it on my laptop Elden Ring I genuinely have Elden Ring I have Elden Ring on my laptop as well oh. <laughs> you have to go to band practice uh, podcast over <laughs> bye guys I've never seen Elden Ring in the flesh never played it anyway um, but yeah no that just for 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 metal fans who listen to this show um that would be the one that I would uh recommend but I found out actually uh, I found out recent I was able to check on Spotify what my fans what fans of the podcast actually listen to yeah number one was um I'll get them here actually just for int- uh, for bonus content bonus content it's I know that I know number one is the Fontaines um that's the number one one which is not really surprising it's an Irish podcast oh like. yeah they're a new album I really like it I haven't listened to it. I heard oh, it's great. great. I heard it's really, really, really good. good. And I really liked a hero's death. And like, I saw people complain about that album. I was like, this album's fucking great. I preferred it to the first album. It's it's a, it's kind of in a way a more upbeat, slightly hero's death. What? But oh really? Yeah. And there's some amazing uh, like experimentation. Like the title track uh, is like is like drumming. It's like kind of you know electronic. Like it's it's. Oh. I think they That's said they were influenced surprising. by Nine Inch Nails on it as well, which you'd be interested. There's a riff by Nine Inch Nails. No, they're on influenced it? by Nine Inch Nails. Oh wow! On it. Okay, and, I uh, always yeah. You know me, I love Nine Inch Nails. So, yeah. uh, no, see. it's good. I really like it. Oh, I gotta give it a shot. Let's see if I can get this now. Uh, where is it? Oh, oh, it's not giving. Oh wait, wait, wait. Give me my fucking analytics. <laughs> uh, we'll cut all of this out, obviously. Catalog. We're cut. <coughs> Oh, here we go. Audience. So of the last, yeah, no, all time. Bonus content. So yeah, Patreon page. Uh, so the, f- the top bands are the Fontaines, yep. which is great. Uh, R- Red Hot Chili Peppers, which, you know, like if you like Red Chili Peppers, that's great. I don't like them at all. ABBA, 
which I think is just you. (laughs) (laughs) Bruce Springsteen. Uh, James Lonergan now as well, but that's that's because he was oh, the most yeah, recent yeah. guest on. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it was some other girl, some Irish girl that I I noted it somewhere at home. But it was an Irish performer that I've never listened to before. But yeah, Font- top top three are Fontaine's Red Hot Chili Peppers and Abba. So they must love every month me talking about a black metal album. <laughs> <laughs> you guys should check out the new Millmore album. I actually had um. A friend of mine came up. She's like, I love, you know, it was like Emma. And she goes, I like the podcast. She goes, but you just assault people with heavy metal every so often. I was just, just in, in the mix of the, I was just like, yeah. But I, I'm talking about an album that's a heavy metal album. You're going to hear a little bit of it. But anyway. <laughs> so it's your turn for your next one. Sweet. Uh, how are you for coffee? Do you want another coffee? No, I'm good for coffee. I'm going to make another coffee, that way. Yeah, work away. A few moments later. So Zach Bax is from making his coffee. Zach <laughs> oh, from making a coffee. Um... So, uh, the next pick of mine is a oh, band... Oh, I wonder what it could be. <laughs> it's a band I haven't really mentioned uh, for a while. They I think this is your off my fourth radar. time fucking bringing them up. <laughs> oh, I've never, I never talked about these guys. No, never... this is, no, you definitely... Oh, okay. I've never talked about them ever. Uh, so, uh... <laughs> it's, it's, it's King Gizzard. It's King Gizzard and the fucking Lizard Wizard. How many albums have you reviewed from their theirs on this podcast now? Is this uh, a third? Like you only like like an eighth of them. An eighth. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like four. No, hang on. What did I do? LW, uh, Butterfly Two Thousand. Yeah, remember that, that was it actually. Is that it? Yeah, yeah. I thought there was three. Anyway, yeah. I think I mentioned Butterfly Two Thousand in my end of year list. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Which still amazing. Um, yeah, this is King Gizzard. Uh, Omnium Gatherum. It's called. It is an hour and 20 minutes. Fuck. The first song is 18 minutes long. Um, I'm just going to give Barra a little snippet of that just to set him off. This album is a total journey. It is completely batshit uh, random. It's the most random thing they've done, yet somehow... Coherent? Yeah, because only they can do this. Like, yeah, I get um, I'm going to give you a little snippet of this. Yeah, we're away. Can't wait. <laughs> slaps <laughs> so yeah that's the, the first song is like starts off very like 60s soul kind of thing and then it's 18 minutes long of mostly like motoric beat kraut rock like noisy but kind of like like every kind of rock just like up to 10 yeah, yeah. and it was they, they it was their first them. album they did post like being able to do it in person and uh apparently like they just ja- jam like the whole take was just kind of like a big jam and it went on for so like 18 minutes <laughs> Um, and it's now become like one of their like staples of their live show since they've released this. It's well, like you have to open a show with that or close it or, or they just randomly yeah. put it in. And like every time it's like improvised. Um, hold on one second. You I pause got kind of a deep a purple second. vibe off to it. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Uh, sorry. 
Yeah, we just noticed that we're making great progress with the album because I think this is the first uh, we're talking about the albums because this is the first podcast we've done where we're not absolutely langered before we start. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and proceeding to get more langered as, yeah, it, goes as it goes on. on. But yeah, uh, for anyone listening who like this, this is actually the per- don't let the first song fool you. I would recommend for most people who like maybe are curious about the band, like curious how they can put out stuff and are they actually any good to skip the first song. Uh, because it's 18 minutes of like classic gizzard like it sounds yeah. like them but like just kind of done better um and like the rest of the album is completely not that that's the only Wait, song really? that sounds like that yeah complete like here's the se- here's a little snippet for you of the second yeah, song yeah work away living fantasy disappearing hot air magenta mountains That's a little snippet of Magenta Mountain uh, showed Barra there, which is like this, like the second song in the album. But it's kind of like what most of it is kind of like. Although you then get some like jazz, then you get some metal, uh, nice. <laughs> then you get some like lo-fi funk, then you've got hip hop. Oh really? <laughs> yeah, baby. Um, so yeah, this album is just super fun. It's really like they've gone out of like. They, they tend to do this every so often. They're normally a band that make albums that are like their own little genre, their own little world and like that you generally listen to like cover to cover. But like this album, because it's like a double album and I generally listen to it in like, I'll just pick a random point and start there. Kind of like the Big Thief album in some ways. You know, I don't listen to the Big Thief album the whole way through every time but like I mean I'd love to what, but two and a half hours it's, it's two like hours an hour and 20 minutes hour. as well it's the exact same length actually it's, it's an hour and 20 yeah I thought it was longer than that no Sorry, it just feels like it is yeah. it's like 20 songs uh, this one is 16 songs obviously the first song is an entire side of a record <laughs> but yeah it's really like it's really them just like doing what they do but like as if they got like a guy who came in and like just tidied it all up <laughs> made it sound more like accessible but also weird as fuck <laughs> and like they're they're writing and and they're the thing i love about this album is like it really in parts it really sounds like back in the day like i don't know what's that band like not like toto i think or like bands like that in the 80s they used to like hire steely dan and like other bands like that to like record on their albums like def leppard i think have a song def leppard have a funk song that they didn't play that um that's on their album. Yeah, it's it's, it's I can't remember. I, was, I found it one day. It was like someone put it on in work or something, and I was like, "What the?" Fu-? And I looked it up, and it was like, "Oh, it basically, Def Leppard didn't play it. They just in the eighties, they were too busy taking drugs and paid Steely Dan to like write them a hit. So they made them like <laughs> this like funk song, this like Steely Dan yacht rock thing." Back and I was like, day. "What is going on?" But it sounds like Leopard's that. Def such a random like, band as well to do that. Yeah, because like Gizzard's like riffs and musicianship is always very like it. They they kind of don't overextend themselves. They have in the past. They'll just do exactly enough to make the song sound like the song, but nothing too flashy. Whereas this album, like the playing and the guitar, the guitars and and drum. Well, the drumming's always been kind of amazing on their albums. But um, I'll give you a little snippet of uh, Gaia. <laughs>
yeah <laughs> I, I, I'll, I'll sum up pretty quick but uh the, the whole album seems to follow a kind of like mirroring pattern so i saw somebody point out on like reddit or something where like so like the metal song that metal song in the exact opposite place on the end of the track list there's another metal song oh right okay. called predator x nice <laughs> and like there's like you know there's like there's kind of like a funky kind of song that then has a funky kind of song on the other end and like and the two hip-hop songs are like mirrored in placement to each other so it's random but there is kind of a bit the of method to the madness yeah. and also all the songs just like blend into each other so like yeah i'm minute... surprised at that lead on from guy into yeah. that yeah it just I'll but give... it, it fits like yeah i'll give you the end of gaia into there's also an incredible guitar solo in gaia it's just it's not like overly flashy but it just sounds so good okay um, but i'll give you the end into the next song just to show you the journey of yeah, this yeah. fucking record <laughs> And I'm just going to finish off by showing you a bit of, uh, the. F- I think, the first rap song. Although, one of them sounds more Beastie Boys than the other, and I'm trying to remember. Oh, I love the Beastie yeah, Boys! Oh, man, it sounds so... I love the Beastie I, I'll Boys! I'll have to give you a little snippet of both then to to give to show you. Uh, again, I'm just going to play it ma, in ma, from... I've been listening to Beastie Boys non-stop. As, as I know, and I'm they're, like... They're so good, they're so good. These two songs sound pure Beastie Boys. Intergalactic. Um... Yeah, I've yeah. been sending Zach a voice message of just going, you got to listen to the Beastie Boys yeah. at like four o'clock in the morning. <laughs> so yeah, what's the song called? Sorry. This, uh, this, the first rap song is called Sadie Sorceress. It's about a witch <laughs> called Sadie. And the oh, grandmother. Oh, you don't say. <laughs> yeah, the, gran- the grandmother, the grandmother of the keyboard percussion slash like one of the songwriter singers uh, sings the, like the hook on it. Okay. And then there's a video of her like recording it into an iPhone like, <laughs> like old as fuck I think she's like 90 something and they put it in the song I didn't even realise until I saw the video that like it wasn't like a sample it's just a, yeah it's just a yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, I yeah, love that that's brilliant this is Sadie Sorceress And gobble eats blood and travel metals in the middle of it. She flies a handbag, freak flag, dragon stay on knapsack. Her appeal to Macedon brings it on his carry on shot like partisan, living on partisan, Leviathan, Cardigan, elegant artisan. Concealing her identity as an evil entity, anti sanctity, in a facility, quantity, black shade, bring a deep commander, propaganda, oleander, poisonous like Monica. She's messing up the fuck shit up. Just a band that can really do anything, basically, at this point. Yeah, people were, like, memeing for years, like, oh, wait till they do a rap album. And I haven't done a full rap. I don't know if I'd actually like a full rap album. Uh, but uh, what I would say is I'd fucking love them, uh, especially off of even not just the rap songs in this. I'd love them to do beats for rappers. Well, like, if you had beats like that for a rapper, it'd yeah. be fucking sick. Like, I'd, <laughs> love, I'd love Denzel Curry or, like, Tart of the Creator to hop on, like, those tracks. Oh, like On a King Kizzard song? Yeah, especially Tart of the Creator. I think he has a similar, like, kind of approach to, like anything goes kind of yeah, music yeah, yeah. and uh I'm sure Tyler the Creator has songs with Trash Talk yeah, does he yeah sure oh, Tra- uh, Odd Future Wolfgang the record label produced 
um, two trash talk albums. Oh, yeah. yeah, one has King Cruel on it as well, actually. Um, yeah. But yeah, there you go. Which and then the the rapping for me, it's like I, I I like that they like that Sadie Sorceress track. It's like you know they're not pretending to be like gangsters. They're like still nerds and they're rapping about a fucking wizard. wizard. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Like it's and the whole song is just detailing her and her schemes and stuff. So it's like, you know, you can't and also you can tell it's not like, you know, when like people just do a rap track and it's like really cringe like Michael Scott from The Office or something. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. can tell they love hip hop. Like yeah, it's yeah. like the the drum sound and everything is so bang on. <laughs> but I think it's a really good it is a really good album if you like for for first timers or whatever to listen to it because you kind of get like a greatest hits. Of, you get like, the best of both worlds. Yeah. yeah, and then they also are pushing themselves in like different directions and stuff. It's all it's their best sounding album, but it's not necessarily going to be my favorite of theirs. But it's up there. Like no, it's, I would definitely be listening to it anyway when on the yeah. way home. Fucking class. I just I, I never thought they'd go for like that level of a hip hop song. Like, yeah, <laughs> with the Beastie Boys reference as well. Um, actually, funny with uh with Owen. Just one small thing. I messaged Owen as well. I was like, you got to listen to the Beastie Boys. And he's like, Barris, seriously, shut the fuck up about the Beastie Boys. I was like, well, if you think about it, I goes, Fat Lip by Sum 41, who are his favorite band. I was like, that's a Beastie Boys song. Yeah. And he goes, shut up now. I was like, it is. <laughs> it's a Beastie Boys song. So any closing remarks? Oh, it's it's a really fun thing to listen to <laughs> through because you, especially the first time, you've no idea what you're going to guess. Like. <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of like, not that you've ruined it, but I, I, if I listened to that, I was like, they're going in directions I'd never, you know, I, like, especially the way that it starts off. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, they're going for like a 1960s springtime album, apparently. Oh, the- well, no, because it's, oh, yeah. Oh, with the very start. Yeah, yeah, yeah the very yeah, start. It's like real, yeah. like, soul kind of thing. And then it's like 18 minutes of. <laughs> the only thing I'd say is like, I kind of think that that first song should have just been a standalone single because I don't, in terms of an album format, I don't listen to the first song going uh, ha- I have done but it's like it's just I listen to that song like it's own little album yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's very repetitive and very hypnotic and kind of just like jammy yeah but, you uh, wouldn't just crack it you wouldn't like come on shuffle on, on, on Spotify and just yeah. go oh yeah I'll listen to this now eight for 18 minutes yeah, yeah, yeah I get what you mean oh well I think okay then I'll move on to my do you, do you know what my one is are you going to see them live soon mm, twice <laughs> <laughs> I haven't heard this yet. <laughs> oh, have you not? No, I haven't. Well, actually. you're going to get the uh, the lowdown from a fan who is in her 0.05% on Spotify oh! of fans. I've never got to talk about her on the podcast. You, what? I've never talked I've never talked about an album from her on the podcast you've ever. You've never talked about her on the podcast. No, I've talked yet about her on the podcast. You've always talked about her every day of your life. I well, not every boom clap came out no actually fa- <laughs> fancy fancy was my first i love how i love it. how like like three people have no idea who we're talking about <laughs> than else's. And then anybody who knows me just goes oh here we go but no i've Can never got petition to... to rename this show the gizzard and charlie <laughs> podcast <laughs> oh <laughs> do you know actually she has her own podcast at the moment and uh Somebody, she was asking for um, for guests to come on. Like, who would you have on? Somebody suggested the baby, and she went, "No way!" <laughs> it's Charlie XCX's new album, yeah. uh, Crash. Uh, I don't know where to start with this one. To be honest, I'm kind of nervous about talking about her album. But I'll put it this way: she's been on. She signed a record label when she was 16 to Atlantic Records, and she's been doing. She had to do five albums for them. So this is her fifth album. And when the press photos came out of the album, she was like, you know dressed like a 1980s pop star with the big hair and all this kind of carry on. Everybody was like, oh, she's sold out, all this kind of carry on. And, and I was a little bit worried because the fans are making me worried, but they can fuck off. It's a fantastic album. She has not sold out. It's probably her more straightforward record, but not in a bad way. 
it's still very 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 much a charlie album it's it's class it's really really good my only complaint about it is that it's only 33 minutes long the standard one which i bought on vinyl and then like two weeks later she released the deluxe version which had four extra songs which made it the, over the 40 minute mark and their class so i was just like why is just why just put them on oh. it's great but anyway it's uh it's it's fucking it's really 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 good. It's, I think we'll go. I'm not going to talk about the singles on the album because they've been played to death, except for maybe the Reno the Reno the Reno one is brilliant. Beg for you, um, which I cannot remember what is this, they sampled the song, but yeah, no, we'll go through it. Basically, what she's done now is she's kind of not really ditched the PC music style that she had on like Pop Two and and the last album, How I'm Feeling Now. She's kind of gone for a more like 1980s and noughties pop inspired thing with like you know these crazy synths these just pop banger after banger after banger it's so 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 good i'm very 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 happy about it um it's not a perfect album i'll be perfectly honest there's one or two songs that i think like i don't like ballads and there's like there's one ballad on it called every rule i think which i wasn't crazy about and um what was it yeah every rule wasn't mad about it. and i don't like yuck either which is this kind of like dua lipa song almost i love dua lipa yeah well this is the thing yuck is getting so much airtime and like fans are absolutely loving it i'm just like it's all right but uh so it's it is a, it's kind of a dua lipa-esque song it's but it's it's also a chart it's a charity song hmm. but i think like the best way to introduce it would be not good ones that's that was the lead single i don't and oh i wasn't mad on new shapes which had christina the queens and caroline Pull a check on it as well. I thought you love Christine the Queens. Right? I do love Christine the Queens. I just didn't like that song. I don't know why, but um, it's weird. Like with, with Charlie songs, with Charlie albums, I always tend to like not the big big songs on it for whatever you bizarre. Like the deep cuts. Yeah. Well, not all the time. I like all of her stuff. I'm kind of a super fan. If you weren't oh, aware. Yeah. <laughs> but I think like we'll start off with um, like uh, yeah. No, we'll start hey, on. This is Charlie. <laughs> Sorry, I just I, I went on on Spotify <laughs> and uh, I thought you got to be a cameo over. <laughs> no, oh my god, I don't have enough money. I don't know. I, even if I took everybody I knew and they all put all of their money in, I don't think it would be. Uh, uh, I think we bet like four hundred pounds or something to get her on. Seriously? No, maybe not. That's I, very little. I got um, I got for her. I feel I like. got a I got a really shit version of Spider Man for five euro uh, of a guy just in a Spider Man mask. Didn't even wear a fucking costume to wish Luke happy birthday. Oh my god, that's which is so brilliant. Funny. Yeah. Um, yeah, on Spotify there, there's like a play button at the top, and I was like, "This is weird." Have you not seen this? I've never seen that before. Can we no. watch it live. Yeah, go on. Hey guys, it's Charlie. Thank you so much for wanting to listen to my album Crash. I wanted to just introduce you to the title track because I think it's really important to the universe of the album. Um, it kind of sets the tone and covers quite a few themes that uh, reoccur across the record. How long is this video? Including sex. Including <laughs> sex. <laughs> oh, it is a long video. You want to watch the whole thing? I'm not watching the whole thing. No, no. It's like a little Instagram story thing. Yeah, I've never weird. seen that before on Spotify before. Um, so yeah, actually, we'll take her word for it. Do you want to hear the title track? Yeah. Yeah. I'm about to crash into the water. Gonna take you with me. I'm high voltage, self-destructive, ended also legendary. Overloading when I'm looking in the mirror. I'm about to crash. 
Like you get it, like it's it is very much the uh, influences are definitely being worn on their sleeve, but mm. it still very much sounds like a Charlie song. Yeah, it's um, delicious. Yeah, no, it's great. Really like the good. licks and stuff, and and yeah. it, like it's that level of just like poppy greatness and just that little bit of sexiness into it as well. It's it's a great record. Um, it's a great opener as well. But like what I love about Charlie is like every single album that she does, she always kind of creates this uh, like not a persona as say, but like a new image and stuff. And I was very skeptical when I heard. Uh, kind of like crash and stuff like that on this but um it really do, the album just flows from one to the other very very well it's it, and it's just refre- like it's refreshing to hear somebody do like the 1980s thing and do it well and not in a kind of a cliche kind of like you know i'm just going to do a 1980s pop record they still make it's still very much her own and mm. it still has that kind of like that that same kind of style hectic like, vocals kind of in the background kind of hectic vocals but even like the instrumentals like there's a lot going on which is what I always got into with Charlie in her initial like on her uh, like Pop 2 particularly and Charlie and number one like most of her albums with the beats that she does like with AJ Cook and then she like Vroom Vroom with Sophie was a fucking phenomenal thing they are they're very kind of noisy which I think is like with my mind being so influenced by metal and stuff I think that's why I liked Charlie as a pop star initially mm. because of just how much kind of energy hectic and energy mm. stuff the music was going on but it was still very much pop yeah like the only thing that, that there's not a lot there's not a lot of songs in this that go hard like she has songs like and i mean like she has like, like room room goes fucking hard and then uh what's the other one click no oh, click doesn't really go hard what's that song oh i can't even remember now i'm talking out of my tree she does have songs that go hard but this is very much just it's a pop it's just fucking kind of pop man I oh yeah it. kind of pop yeah but that no but like it goes hard in its own way but like when I remember seeing her in Berlin, like with Pia, like Pia didn't hadn't heard her before, and there was a couple of songs that came on, and she was like, "What the fuck is that?" Like, and I was like, "Yeah, she has songs that are like, ooh, <laughs> like with heavy fucking big, big fucking crazy bass, and songs that she does like with Brooklyn and stuff are fantastic as well." But I think like the ne- the, the the next song that I'll show to you, just you'll probably know it now. I can't remember for the life. I should have should have made a note of it of what the um, it's it's an old naughty song. And let me know if you can if you can guess what it is, but it's with Rina Sawayama. It's a fucking fantastic song. It's a fucking bop, but it's like it is like it's it's weird hearing a song that's like it's so similar to the September song which we found yeah. out that you found out there, but uh, no, it's a bop like. But uh, what do you think so far, Zach? <laughs> uh, I really like it so far. It's bangers. Yeah, it's just banger after it, banger. Julep is a good reference because I I love I I don't know little known fact about me I have a big big soft spot for Julep's 
last album, Future Nostalgia. Someone would levitate on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Great. That's a great album. I literally bought the the plugin of the bass sound from it. Like I have it on my computer, but like really? I still can't make it sound as good as it sounds in that album. <laughs> but uh, yeah, like because I, I used to listen to that in like Christmas retail, and it was like our safe album that we put on. Like you know, because it's, oh, like, yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. offensive or anything, but it's like it's actually. And we all kind of came to just love it. And we're like, oh. this is. It's like. Just amazing pop, and this kind of already is reminding me of that. So I, I've actually was about to like put up on Instagram looking for like some like pop recommendations because I don't have any like. This I is a good start. New pop from this year that I've been like listening to, whereas in other years I'll, I'll listen to some new pop star or whatever. Yeah, well, like as I said before, like as I said already, it's not. I'm not knocking Charlie, but it is her most straightforward record. Like yeah. it is, it is very much. But it's like it's it's just it's it's pop anger after pop anger, but it not it's not in a bad way. Do you know what I mean? Like it, it is just writing really solid catchy hooks catchy things uh great fucking instrumentals but it still sounds like a charlie album yeah and like if, if say, say for instance somebody was to come up to me and go what album would you recommend somebody listens to charlie for the first time i would say just go backwards just go back just go backwards or if you really wanted to go like it like pop two is the pop two is kind of the the blueprint that most fa- most fans went fucking crazy for it that mm. and vroom vroom but i would say th- this is this is a great fucking starting point it's just a really solid solid pop album and i think so like beg for you was brilliant move on is a song that i can't get out of my head move me uh, move me sorry um it's just it's just again it's it's one of the slower songs it's not a ballad but like as i said i don't like pop ballads because they, they tend just for me to just be a bit boring do you know but this right. i do like charlie's able to write like slow songs like that are kind of like meaningful but they're still fucking like they slap mm. so this is a kind of a perfect example of it if you want to play this it's something about the Another thing that Charlie, that's kind of a perfect example. Charlie's a very good songwriter. Like mm. lyrically, she's a very good songwriter. And like what, what it's good about these songs is, is that they're short. They're like three minute songs, but they get kind of, they say quite a lot very mm. quickly. But again, she's just, I just think one of the things that she shines at is lyrically, sonically and everything, just everything is just perfect. She just amalgamates everything into just these bursts that are just fantastic. Mm. But uh, I love that song. Now move me. It's been on, if you if you happen to drive home at three o'clock in the morning on the Slurgeon Jewel Carriageway, you'll probably see a guy in a Converge hoodie, just with his <laughs> just with his arms like this. That's me. <laughs> That's him. That is me walking home from town listening to Charlie. I do it every single time. I remember the swear to God, I was like the first time this album came out, I was like, all right, I'm gonna listen to it sober and see if I enjoy it, and I did, and I was like, and then I'm gonna listen to it really drunk, and I listened to it really drunk and I walk home, and for the whole walk home, it was just me just going like this. <laughs> And then, and then, like songs would come out, like the sad songs would come. Out. I was like, "Who hurt you, Charlie? You were in such a good place the last album." <laughs> uh, but um, yeah, okay. So we'll kind of we'll just I, I'll just go through the track listing just real quickly. So the next song on the track listing is a song called "Lightning," which um, I'm not mad about. It, it is a very very good song, but it's on our set list now for seeing her live, and people are going crazy for it. Um, 
I had a friend of mine who is gay claim that that's the gay anthem of the album. There's always one on the album that this is it. But yeah, it's a very kind of that's a very kind of Kylie Minogue song. It's a very good song. Don't get me wrong. It wouldn't, but it wouldn't be my favorite. So like every rules, as I said, is a song that I don't really personally like that much. That's the ballad. Mm. Um, and then yuck. I do. I do have a, yuck is a weird one. I do quite like it, but I also don't really like it as well. It's a strange one. But if that's the Dua Lipa one, if you want, oh, if, yeah, yeah, if, yeah, if you want, if you want to hear It's okay. real like uh, Kiss Me More by uh, Doja Cat and uh, SZA, isn't it? Oh, oh, sorry. Yes, yes, yeah, yes. Now yeah. I thought you, uh, for so, I had another song in my head for some bizarre reason. Which that song is a fucking <laughs> classic. It's been out like one year, a year, two years. Fuck me. Oh, I just remember Matthew Kinsler singing it constantly. <laughs> it's it's like such a tune. <laughs> it has aged already incredibly. Like it's honestly like it's. It must be class to write a song that just universally I was like, yeah, it's fucking class. I, 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 it's a bit like I wouldn't trust someone who says they don't like that song. I mean, I get it. I get it. Like for if I don't know, obviously everyone has their taste and stuff, but like most people must fuck Love with that. that song, like yeah. after I, I've seen it happen, I've DJed that song loads after like a couple of pints, people are all about it. <laughs> it is a great song, but like, I, I'm going to go through. So I'm just trying to get, wrap these up here. So. Uh, I like I love twice. Selfish girl has this part at the end where it's like, throw your hands up if you're selfish, and it's so fucking catchy. We won't play it, but it's very very just to get through them. But that like that that selfish girl was one of the last four songs added. Um, and then it was how um, sorry, sorry if I hurt you is a fucking great song. This is so these the last two songs that I want to show you are sorry if if I sorry if I hurt you, and then used to know me is one of the best songs she has written in recent memory. Really? That's the I'm saving that till the end because that is a proper like fucking. I it it, it it honestly not I don't mean this about it. It reminded me of going to Wes, but in a really good way. <laughs> like it's so good. But uh, yeah, sorry for hurt you has just this like fucking again with the eighties synth, like the Kylie Minogue s kind of mm. stuff. Or I want to say like maybe like a little bit of share. Um, believe is to this day the greatest song ever made. <laughs> like no doubt about. It. I did I tell you about like when I was in work, there was a girl behind me who used to play music on her la- on her on her desktop, and. She heard that I liked Believe and played it every day since uh, since finding that out. And she was being she was being nice. I yeah. don't have any problems with that. She was she was just like Barrel loves the sun. But by the end of it, it was just like Stop playing Believe. <laughs> You're ruining the magic. <laughs> You're ruining my niche. Yeah. My niche artist, Cher. Cher is not niche at all. <laughs> That's my ke- my secret. But like, sorry for hurt you. Should have been on the. It should have been on the main album. It's a fucking banger of a song. Um, if you want to listen to. You 
so sorry that's sorry for you again i don't know why that wasn't on it and like selfish wasn't on should have been on it um what do you think about me what do you think about me is a great one at the end it has that kind of like what you think about me what you know it's it's very good as well but the the song that has taken me by storm is used to know me it's so it's so good i cannot wait to see it live but it 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 reminds me of like some of charlie's older work but it's still it's yeah it's just a banger i just can't get over it it's wait till you hear it. you'll know instantly when you hear it what it reminds you of right. just if you want to clap it on there and then i think that'll be the end of talking about charlie i'll say i'm finally pure shine bright in my reflection think i myself That was used to know me. I think that was a perfect way to end me talking about Charlie. As I said, like she's on, she's not on a record label anymore, so she's her own free bird. So it'd be nice to see. I'd be interested to see where she goes from here because she pumps music out, yeah, consistently. Like last year, she had an album. Last, so I I think it was twenty twenty one. She wrote was it twenty twenty or twenty twenty one? I think it was. was How how I'm feeling now was she wrote that in a month, Uh, wrote and released it in a month. Uh, It was basically because the whole idea was to encapsulate what it's like to be in lockdown. and she was she was living with a boyfriend at the time who they're not together i don't think they're in together it doesn't matter that's none of our business yeah. but um yeah no i just i just i can't wait to see her in two weeks time i'll be seeing her in Ooh. dublin and then i'll also be seeing her in london <laughs> i am not crazy for her oh. do you know what's funny actually i have the artwork done already for the for the album cover uh, no, for the for the artwork for this episode oh, yeah. and it was because of the new look is so kind of like that 1980s in like these like um very tight outfits with the ass, like her ass is in all of them. I was like, I don't want to lead into the uh, to the idea that everybody always says that I only like her because she's good looking. I was like, oh, yeah. no, I like her because she's an amazing musician. She just happens to be very good looking. <laughs> <laughs> but this one, I was like, I have to find an image of her that from today that's not just her, <laughs> her basically half naked. So it's her modeling and uh, a bracelet. Oh. <laughs> But uh, no, I love her to bits now, I have to say. And I was very happy with the album. I, as I said, going in, I was kind of worried with the, the new look and all that kind of carry on. And then the fa- her fans on Reddit are fucking assholes sometimes. They worry so Reddit's much. Reddit's a funny place. Reddit is a funny place. I love it. But also people get like... They get way like too... the up- most anxious people, including Re- myself, are all on it. Like. Yeah, but they go, they, like, they go to like... They're just like, oh, she's sold out. She's like, Charlie is not the type of musician to sell out. She's a pop... She's, she's a pop, all, mu- she's she's a pop a musician. She's a pop star. She's a so pop like, star, but she's independent as fuck as well. Like, And she's all has never really gone for the mainstream thing at all. She yeah. She's made her own kind of ground. Same. But people, people went... Her, like she had to tweet to tell her friends to calm down to tell her fans to calm down because they were just giving her so much abuse she left social media for a bit because they were just giving her abuse about baby and crash and all people are crazy people are crazy um, speaking of crazy now that we've reviewed do we have time to go over Culture Magazine's top 22 songs of the year we don't have of to of the year Oh no! Of the, it was of the last century. We'll go to. We'll fire through it quick. Oh yeah. Fuck yeah. Fine. Try. Okay. I had to sign. I I forgot the magazine for this, so I had to sign up to the Sunday Times uh, newsletter <laughs> to get it. But I just I just thought. So this was released uh, last. It was released in March. So um, we'll see. Yeah, Culture Magazine top twenty. So this is the twenty-two best songs of the twenty-first century. 
Um, some of them I agree with. Some of them I'm kind of amazed that they're they're not on it. But the first, so the first one is the Killers, Mr. Brightside. That's the greatest song of this of the last of the 21st century. The second, twenty second, twenty second. I do think now the song is overplayed to death, but I think it's you good cannot omit that in the grander scheme of like not music nerds, but just like people in the world. Obviously, no. That's obviously, I think that's a that's, great. Yeah, I think yeah. that's a great song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's fair. Yeah, just it just gives you flashbacks to uh, Jess Brennan's dinner in um, in the Berlin bar with your man on the counter. Anyway, we won't talk about that. Oh, well, uh, wasn't wasn't somebody I know there? Wasn't somebody, no, someone, no one someone knew was at it. Might be no, familiar to no, the listeners no, of this no, show. Was no, there definitely no knew, on no national television? No one you knew was at it. And um, <laughs> anyway, the next Barrow one, was at the thing. I did. He was on the I, telly. The worst part about it was I didn't fucking know what I was going to. I cancelled my birthday party because I was like, we can't have anybody over the house because of COVID. And then my friend was like, how about we go to this? We go to this brunch that's in the Berlin bar. And I was like, that sounds like a great idea. He was trying and to be conscientious try- by cancelling his like birthday party of like 10 people or something. <laughs> like, I don't like. I ended up in fucking the front of the national news. <laughs> <laughs> and that man on Twitter having a go at your yeah, shirt. Shirt, I was wearing a terrible shirt. Oh. Anyway, moving on from that whole thing, that oh. was that was the worst. And I remember coming home. I spent the whole day in my room bawling my eyes oh. out because on my birthday, I was just like, "This is terrible. I look like a fucking idiot." And it's just the whole thing. There's a guy on Twitter calling me a twat. And uh, and my mom was like, "Don't worry, something bad will happen tomorrow." That people would just say something bad will happen to the guy calling no, you. An no, idiot. no, but it's like something bad will happen. Something bad will happen on Twitter on uh, uh, in the news tomorrow about COVID, and this will all fly over. Yeah. And uh, the golf gate thing happened. Oh, yeah. you remember the fuck party with like what six hundred people at it or something like that. And anyway, moving on. It wasn't. It wasn't a good look. <laughs> it was a terrible idea. Bad, bad choice of judgment. Uh, the next uh, thing is George Ezra Shotgun. Now this one I did have a problem with. I fucking hate that, I hate song. that song. I hate I that song. I don't think that song, unlike Mr. Brightside, I don't. It has not aged well for no, me. No, it's a shit song. It's bad. I and the, you know the worst part? Of it was, I'll be right <laughs> And I remember seeing George Ezra live, and he's one of these guys. Like his songs, like three minutes or four minutes long, but he spends six or seven minutes explaining how he came up with the idea of writing it before every song. I was like, just play the fucking song. I don't mind a bit of banter from yeah. the the guy, but anyway, I hate that song, so I was not cool with that one. Uh, number 20 Black Star by David Bowie hell yeah yes absolutely yeah. thought that was a great one um, I don't actually know this next song uh, Someday by The Strokes oh, oh yeah Someday. oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah that one yeah that's a great that's one that's an incredible song yeah. Julia Jacklin's version if no one has heard Julia Jacklin's version of that song I think it could be Julia Jacklin's top song on Spotify <laughs> incredible really oh my god it's incredible I know my, my brother's a big Strokes fan he keeps trying to get me into them but um, I don't I don't band. like the your man the singer oh I really don't, I don't like I him at all his voice not for me um, so the next song I was amazed that this was the, the, the Kanye song that they went with for number 18 was Runaway by Kanye oh, yeah, West yeah that's a good song I thought the one it went with like I suppose Gold Digger you can't really put that as the best I don't know I thought like Runaway with the piano Touch the Sky I thought was a great song as well I think I, I do I, I think I'd rather like I'd get sick of Gold Digger or Touch the Sky quicker than I would that song I think oh, okay uh, yeah that's a good song alright the next one I thought this was a great choice Amy Winehouse Love is a Losing Game I don't know that one I don't actually I've never really done the Amy Winehouse dive even though I should which because, album was like, that song on I, I you know I, I would easily try to make an album that sounds like what she does like it, I very much have a lot of love for the kind of music that she made but I just never have gone there I have don't you know. never listened to Back to Black no nope. oh you need to listen to that I album. know the songs yeah uh, yeah, yeah. Try to make me go no. yeah. <laughs> It's a great uh, and so uh, as you know, I'm not a big Taylor Swift fan at all. So Taylor Swift Blank Space is the next one for number oh, yeah. sixteen. 
Fuck yeah, Don't I love like that Taylor song. Swift's music That's the all. one Taylor Swift album that I know inside and out. Which one was that on? Was it uh, 1989. 1989. Fantastic album. Fan. <laughs> Great stuff. So, number 15 <laughs> is Elbow, One Day Like This. Uh, <laughs> I don't like Elbow. Uh, My nan, I feel really sorry for her, but she bought me a, she bought me an Elbow record. Um, and she's like, she goes, I think you'd really like these guys. And I was just, I remember looking at it just going, thank you, Nana. That's a great present. And it's, being like, just like, it's like, for me, Elbow is like, <laughs> it's like flavored water. It's not a soft drink and it's not just regular water. It's like slightly flavored, but like not enough to make me want more. <laughs> Very specific, oddly. <Yeah. laughs> now, by the way, we're not knocking anybody's music taste at all here. Nile which, loves Elbow. We, we, yeah, so there we go. We're just this is we're just saying this is our personal opinion. We we know I I'm very well aware Elbow are an amazing band and people listen to them all the time. Um, and I know people say Folklore is or whatever Evermore her Taylor Swift's best albums. It's 1989 for me. I mean, no, I've never. It's the only one. Near. It's the only one I've listened to cover to cover a million times. No, 1989 but. is much better than Folklore. I didn't like Folklore. Really? I like look 1989 is all right. Which is the one that Ryan Adams covered? 1989. Yeah. yeah, not that that's not that he's a great person to talk about anymore. Now, I was surprised at this one. That for Rihanna at 14, they picked "We Found Love." Awful song. Which is not a good Rihanna song. I do, it, yeah, no. The only thing that I remember the, song bores the only me. the song I think the only main thing that I remember from that was that they rented out a field in Bel- in Donegal to do the video. Oh, they did. And she was naked in the in the field, and the farmer who owned the video, the field gave out and <laughs> tried to stop them from filming you it. Scare my cows. <laughs> Rihanna get away <laughs> but like as a big big Rihanna fan like if three of her albums at home that's not the song that I would have went with like do you remember how many do you remember how many times Umbrella was on the radio Umbrella's amazing Umbrella's yeah. a fantastic song and I love um, what's a couple of other bangers uh, SOS no uh, yeah. SMS is a brilliant song yeah. S no SOS S- SMN SMN eh. oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. and just Disturbia is fantastic yeah, as well yeah. I'd, I wouldn't have gone with We Found Are you doing love. a Rihanna special next can we <laughs> oh please We listen to all of her albums Well she's Is she not working she, she, Remember she was meant to release music She's got a baby She's got a baby Belly bump I is saw, bo- I saw a little bo- clip of her At some like gig What's her baby daddy Aesop thing? Rocky Yeah at her at his gig Just like Grooving and like <laughs> Massive baby bump The most That's by the way, beautiful baby Oh yeah beautiful Like most he's beautiful. fucking gorgeous yeah, As well Like yeah. the most And like they're The two of them Aesop Rocky's style is Like that's going to be The most glamorous baby yeah. In the world <laughs> Move over Blue Ivy <laughs> Northwest. You've had your time. Saint or whatever. Um, so the next song in number th- at number thirteen, they've put the White Stripes Seven Nation Army. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Kinda, yeah, that's fair. That that song has become a like national anthem for sports. Yeah, it's like uh, I was only at a, I was only at a rugby match the other day and they played it. And yeah. I was like, Jesus, everybody. This yeah, I don't even. What is what is it about? Mm. They're gonna rip it off. <laughs> Do you ever see that video of Jack White where they're doing a gig before White Stripes were famous, and he goes, "Anybody who knows the drums, can you come up on stage?" Because Meg doesn't know how. <laughs> Ooh, She's dude. a fantastic she drummer. Is. I love. She's her a fantastic. I, her drumming it makes that band. Yeah. Like well, obviously the like Jack White's riffs and stuff, but. They, they compliment the each other. So the style, I love her style. It's yeah, fantastic. Yeah. I think she's a fantastic drummer, and she gets far too much hate um, from Jack White. From da, <laughs> da rockers. Dad rock. So uh, Radiohead is at number twelve with it, uh, idiot, idiot echo, idiotech, idiotech. Yeah. Interesting for Radiohead. So, like, I feel like that's just because it was from Kid A, and it's like the weirdest. Like. At the time, it was the weirdest Radiohead like song for a band that were rock. Yeah, I would have went with Creep. Oh, <laughs> fuck you, man. No, for me it would be Weird Fishes. 
I think that is the quintessential Radiohead song. It is. See, I don't listen to Radiohead, so I don't know. I have to get Finney. Weird Fishes is the one Leanne Lahavis covered. Oh, it is perfect music. Okay. Um. Or what's the what's the other? But there's one really famous uh, Radiohead song. Like the loads re- of them. No, uh, but like the really famous one that has the no surprises, fake plastic trees. Um, I don't know. I, I uh, oh, uh, parano- No, not parano- Karma Police. Karma Police. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I was surprised that wasn't because I don't. I've never. I don't. Even, I can't even think it's of what that song sounds song. like. Karma Police. Yeah. Oh, Karma Police is a gorgeous song. So uh, at number eleven, it's MGMT. Time to pretend. Weird. I would have thought they would have gone with kids. Yeah. It's like if judging by the rest of the list. So, well, it, it seems to be yeah. like a popularity contest uh, mostly, but um. Like Kids was huge. Yeah. Do you remember when Kids came out? Time to Pretend and Electric Feel. All of those three yeah. singles were amazing. You don't really hear of MGMT anymore. Well, they didn't want to be pop stars. Like, oh, did they not? No, they, like like I haven't. They're a band I'm meaning to keep listening back to their older stuff, but they they kind of made. I think they made that like first thing as kind of a like a bit of a joke or like a bit of like let's make a pop thing or something. Yeah. Like it wasn't quite what they wanted to do. And then the rest of their stuff is kind of psychedelic. Sort oh, of. really? Yeah, yeah. Well, I know they come really on with like the robes the, and everything. They have a very theatrical band. Yeah, when they came and around. and like they they haven't tried. They haven't tried to ever like just make another hit. Like kids, or whatever they've just made albums. Are they still and, going? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, they right, okay. album out in twenty eighteen. It was really good. Little Dark Age. I should give it a go. It's really good, actually. Really nice. Uh, at number ten, again, I don't know. This wouldn't have been the song that I would have picked for this artist. Is uh, Lady Gaga with Bad Romance? Uh, ah, uh, poker face. Raw, raw. Oh. Yeah, poker face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or even um, no, I was about to say the song from uh, Stars Born, not that one. Um. Was it shallow in have, the shallow? Have you not seen it? No, I just I don't know something about the the cover of it annoys me. I, see, I think I've seen it too much in work, like the actual DVD cover. I don't know. There's a video somewhere of me at Bingo Loco, near standing pretty much on a table singing it uh, over to my boss. Um, <laughs> uh, and number nine is the Yeah Yeah Yeahs with Maps. Yeah, yeah, all right. I like that song. I like that song a lot actually. I remember it was in Rock Band. It was great to play yeah, on Rock Band. It was great. Or was it uh, now? Again, so oh, actually no, I think this one's fair. At number eight, it's because I was like, "Where is Eminem on this?" Eminem has to be somewhere in the twenty first century for this type of D twelve. My band, no, <laughs> these chicks don't even know the name of my band, but they all love me like they want to hold hands. Uh, no, it's uh, Stan. Oh yeah, g- give it to Stan. That's a great song. Oh, I th- I was a uh, real slim shady. I thought was like the song that brought him famous I always yeah, thought was brilliant but I, I, always, I sort of think that like the best thing he's d- again I'm not uh, the biggest I was an Eminem fan but Stan to me Can't is the best Eminem anymore yeah the best gone, wait to go. sorry go on oh no they're just like Stan I mean the only thing that was so annoying was when I saw him live at Reading Festival <gasps> it was terrible but he played the first verse of Stan and the chorus and that was it see that's what drove me mad about seeing him live as well because I was convinced I, I'm still convinced to this day that he was lip syncing and slain oh that he, he wasn't, was that he wasn't yeah slain. I mean like and he, he put that. in so little effort it, wouldn't, so, it really so wouldn't little surprise effort. me I'm pretty sure he was late as well and the worst part yeah. I think I've said this on the podcast before was that I went to see Plan B Plan B was supporting I love Plan B I still fucking adore Plan B and he got booed off stage Did people get in the, oh there's a video of him fucking le- like leaving with such frustration because apparently people were chucking stuff giving him the finger all this kind of carry on he calls the crowd the C words I don't like the words so I'm not saying it but um, yeah and I was I was so disappointed I and I like Plan B he was doing the he was touring the Defamation of Strickland Banks which had like She Said on it and Stay Too Long and Prayer uh, uh, Praying fantastic a soul album with fucking like grime-esque uh, rapping in it it was brilliant but uh, no I'd that, that gig put me off Eminem uh, quite a bit. So we're moving into the near to the top five. At just at number six is Kendrick Lamar with All Right. 
yeah yeah it's, right. it's like if you're gonna pick a song from pimp a butterfly to sum it up it's that one yeah perfect sum up i like like it, it became a total anthem as well like it's it's a fantastic it's, song yeah it's amazing. is that the one on the album on the album though it has like it's him in the that's, back garden or that's, something uh you isn't oh, it? oh yeah yeah sorry, which yeah. or no i love myself i that's yeah, I, yeah. yeah which one's all right then we gonna be all right. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, That's a fucking great song. Sorry, sorry I was confusing. By the with time I. this comes out, there's gonna be a new Kendrick album. Is there? Have you not heard, Mister Morale? And oh the yeah, big yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> re- well, this is. I'm trying to get this out on Saturday. I'm not gonna put a date on it because it's never. I never stick to the date. Next Friday is new Kendrick. And, oh really? Uh, it might be a double album. Seen this? No. By the time it comes out, it's gonna be funny because it's like no, it's just normal album. Because <laughs> like, it was a picture. The only thing that's been released is like a picture of him holding. I think it was him holding two CDs that were like the master copy and one says Mr. Morale and the other says B- The Big Steppers. So it's like, is it a double album? Is it like That's some two... good fucking PR. <laughs> He's done absolutely nothing. I love when people do that these days where they do... Fuck where, where people up. with enough cred just don't engage with PR and just like the bare minimum of information and it gets people way more excited <laughs> than the whole like, you know big interviews yeah, 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 yeah. I love I mean I'm holding an album for four months before it's even out and that kind yeah. of shit or like Kanye you know Kanye just like it works for him it gets some attention but I just I'd much rather like just here you go fucking Kanye is a fool yeah. but uh, anyway n- number five is uh, so bear in mind this is the top songs of the 21st century uh, number five is Arctic Monkeys with I Bet You Look Good on the Dance Floor I uh, I agree I remember just I just remember that song from Irish College there was a lad who used to play it every night it, it, it started mad. off like the Arctic Monkeys, you know. I w- it's not my favorite Arctic Monkeys song, but it is. What's I, the What's the one uh, when the sun goes down? Is the song that I oh, really yeah, like? Yeah, yeah. Um, very dark song though. <laughs> my, I think my favorite Arctic Monkeys might be Five O Five off Favorite Worst Nightmare or uh, Do Me a Favor. Do Me a Favor is my favorite Arctic Monkeys song. Oh my god! Again, song. my bro- one of my brother's favorite, but I don't listen to them that much. I probably need to give them a bit more of a shot. I loved the Hotel album. I loved that album. I, I that album people hated it. I loved it when yeah. it first came out because I was just I just was getting into like kind of Scott Walker and like a lot Scott of Walker's Tom Waits and like I love David Bowie and it just for me that album was like him doing that yeah. but everyone was expecting rock yeah, and, and it's it not was a rock not. album it's at like, all. It's, it's, it's very you know, eclectic and yeah. Um, kind of ironic, the whole album though as well, which I can understand people don't like, but I've kind of been following Arctic Monkeys since literally the first songs since I was a kid. So like I'm, I, I know what to expect, like that kind of like turning his nose up at the world and acting kind of like, you know, a bit, a bit pretentious, but like he's always kind of been like that, you know. Yeah, look at his hair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so at number four, again, it's not really the song that I would have picked, but uh, is uh, Lord Greenlight. Oh yeah, it was Greenlight on Melodrama. It was yeah, because I've listened to Melodrama. I haven't listened to the first Lord album. Oh, really? pure heroin. Yeah, no, really good album. I've listened to Melodrama because I think you said to listen. It was good. Oh, I love me- Melodrama. Amazing. Yeah. Melodrama's are really really good. Just it wouldn't. I don't know what song I pick for Lord now, but that wouldn't have been it. Uh, number three is uh, Robin dancing on my own. I hate that song. I hate that song. I'm in the corner. No. Oh, that's a good song. Now, this is the one that really annoyed me because. Um, so, what we're up like, That was number three. That was number three. That's what I'm saying. That's crazy. Oh, the, yeah, yeah sorry. The, twi- the ordering of this is insane. I was David just like, Bowie's Black Star apparently was, is not as good as Dancing on My Own by Robin. <laughs> I mean, it's like less culturally relevant in some ways. You know, it's not like new, but it's a it, fucking it was, amazing album from start like, to finish. <laughs> for like the context. For my favorite, like my favorite fucking like artist or whatever. You know, it's well, like. The greatest it was, swan songs ever made. Yeah, like. yeah. Uh, no, number two really annoyed me uh, is Beyonce Crazy in Love I fucking hate that song I get it I know you get it but I get <laughs> it that song that at least yeah number two I, I feel that like that is a 
that song is uh it's it's a, it's a fucking sledgehammer to the face <laughs> like it really is it is i don't like it personally it's also got the, the great drum groove oh oh oh, oh, oh man no it's great Mm. Oh yeah, no, I know. I'm gonna go listen to that song right now. I need to do a Beyonce deep dive. I've been off putting it for You'll years. You've been doing it on your own. <laughs> I don't like Beyonce. Really? I don't like her. No, I don't like her music. I like Destiny's Child. Weirdly enough, um, I don't think you're ready. But, but people wanted to hear. I love us. Kelly Rowland as well. I love how we're probably doing more singing now on on this completely sober. <laughs> than when the Charlie X. Oh yeah, yeah now we're, we're drunk. Like yeah. <laughs> now number one, I completely agree with. I do really agree with this. Uh, for the number one greatest 21st century song of the world, 24, 20, yeah, 21st, is Outcast Hey Ya. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, it's a fantastic song. That... <sighs> do you know, I was watching an interview with the, uh, with the guy who directed the music video, and Tom Segura, the comedian, was interviewing him. Tom Segura actually said, he goes, I was reading recently that supposedly Hey Ya is the most... Now, whoever does these studies, I don't know where they come up with them, but taxpayers money paying for it but um he said that it's the most apparently it's the most sonically pleasing song ever made supposedly but uh andre 2000 does all his beats by ear he doesn't read he can't read music so he's just kind of he just plays something and then goes oh that and to come up with that yeah you don't like the thing is with like music theory and stuff you don't need to actually like music theory is like it, it, it it looks backwards it explains why something is good yeah but like there's now jazz music theory. It's my cat there. Yeah, your cat's there. Uh, which one? <laughs> Naggins. Oh, she can't fit. Ah, she can't fit through the window. Um, but yeah, you don't like music theory. Like there's like jazz music theory. But when jazz people were making jazz, the whole point was that it wasn't music yeah, it theory. Was, yeah. They were going off of what the conventions were. So like you don't need true. Like the best songs aren't don't come from music theory. Like they absolutely don't. They come from playing and like just like listening. Which is, I should got in. <laughs> but yeah Andrew 3000 like Outcast in general like like obviously everyone knows that song and Roses and like Miss Jackson but like they're deep cuts man I they're the they're my one of my favourite groups of all time again my brother again Finney's getting a lot of mentions on this podcast but he uh, he started listening to Outcast recently we were driving up for that wedding and he goes he goes have you ever listened to Outcast and I was like yeah a good bit and he was just like he goes you know they're fucking sick and I was like yeah and he goes they have such amazing songs he goes not just hey uh, not just ro-, exactly as you said and he's yeah. like he's like just and he wouldn't be a big hip hop head at all mm. but he was even he was just like he goes their songs are just fucking class also like, a- Andrew 3000 is a he's like to me in terms of like rapping he's like fucking Pablo Picasso or something you know what I mean he's just like <laughs> I, I, he, he does things with words syntax and like flow that like and and just like such clever like wordplay yeah, yeah all the time and it's like every it's like every song he's trying a new thing you know what i mean and a new style and a new flow and like th- like there isn't like one andrew 3000 type of flow, flow or beat yeah. like like dr dre you know would have like the sit like on the chronic it's like yeah motherfucking hitting the yeah, yeah. be careful and now <laughs> i didn't say shit i didn't say shit i do, I do love me some dr dre and dr Snoop. dre yeah I love Snoop Dogg, yeah. yeah. Do you ever actually see when um, Outkast accepted, we're at the BET Awards and it got Best Album? Really? And it was at the height of the West Coast, East Coast thing. And it was believed that they got it. Now, they got it because they're class. But it was believed at the time that they got it because they were from Atlanta. And they weren't part of the, the West beef. Coast beef thing. So when they get up on stage, you know, they accept and they keep getting booed. And I think Andre has more or less goes, none of you are up here. <laughs> <laughs> With the big giant jacket he on him, yeah. With his southern drawl, said none of y'all. Yeah. <laughs> or shut the fuck up, or something. Like that. It's very funny. You can see it on YouTube. It's very, very good. But yeah, that's the um, that's Culture Magazine's 
twenty for top twenty two songs of the twenty first century. It wasn't that bad. Some of the ordering is, is the orders are bar- but yeah. Some of the picks, yeah, are weird. But hey, yeah. Um. I thought to be honest, when 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 I was reading it the first time, I was like, as soon as I saw George Ezra at twenty one, I was like, this is going to be a bad oh. list. Um, hey, yeah, as well. It's one of those songs where like every like most people know all of the words. Oh, which yeah. is quite rare for songs, especially for kind of rap songs. But it's kind of not really a rap song, that song. It's kind of more sung. But like I'd everybody lo- knows every word. I'd love to see them live now. Do they still, saw do the, they still play? Not really. No. They're kind of like... A festival they did, they, they did Electric Picnic and it was absolutely yeah, I heard it was incredible. Um, but then my favourite bit was like, Andrew 2000 goes like, Dublin! <laughs> no! <laughs> yeah, yeah. No! And then, and then he was told at some point during the gig, because they played for like two hours or something, and uh, and then at one point he goes, yeah, I got that messed up. But it was like, Leos, how's it going? <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, someone had written them. And they were like, it's not it's Dublin, Dublin, it's yeah. Leash. <laughs> it's like Leos. Leos. <laughs> Charlie at EP kept calling EP. She says, what's up, Dublin? And you're just like, Charlie, <laughs> you're not even remotely it's, close it's to Dublin. <laughs> because like, you know, they're in, in other countries or when they're touring, it's like they only drove for like an hour. So they're like, we must still be in Dublin. Yeah. Whereas like in America, it's like, that's nothing. Like that's you're, still nothing. In the, you're still in New York. That's why I remember like I, I was when I was on Twitch, I was saying I was like, I have a three hour journey tomorrow uh, ahead of me tomorrow morning. And like my friends from Canada and one of them from the States is like, wow, that's really long. And I was like, that is long. And there's like, that's yeah, that is long. You sound like Jordan Peterson there. What? That is long. Not like, Jordan Peterson? Yeah. Oh, I thought you said you sounded like Jordan Peele for a second. No. I was like, how the fuck do I sound like him? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jordan Peterson. <laughs> He's gone really weird, ready. We're getting completely yeah. sidetracked. We should probably finish off the podcast. <laughs> Thank you all for listening. If you liked us, just, you know, let me know. Keep doing you. <laughs> Keep doing you. And uh, yeah, we'll leave it there. And if any of you are at Charlie, let me know because we'll go party. 